to Emotional Detox. Hi, guys. I'm so glad that you are here today. And we're recording this on April 17th, 2020. And I think it's important for you to know that because we are still in the middle of the pandemic, although there is some light at the end of the tunnel. They're starting to talk about people getting back to work, thank goodness, in phases. And I think it's important that we continue to support ourselves and continue to talk about the messaging of self-care because I know that there is some negativity around there out there as well. Some people are getting very, very frustrated and some people are okay with the process. And I know what helps me folks is, well, one, I feel my feelings and my feelings are a source of inspiration for me when I choose to process them. In addition, the way that I receive inspiration, which can help get you out of a bad mood, it can break the negativity cycle, it can help you to get clear on something, is I like to talk to people. And that's why I have podcasts. And I like to bring inspirational authors and individuals and share them with you. And I have someone very inspirational here today, and her name is Shannon Kaiser. She is the best-selling author of five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment, including the number one bestseller, which is The Self-Love Experiment, and Adventures for Your Soul, in her new book, Joy Seeker. As an international life coach, speaker, and retreat leader, she helps people trust and believe in themselves so they can live their highest potential. She's been named top 100 women to watch in wellness by Mind Body Green and your go-to happiness booster by Entrepreneur Magazine and a top Facebook account for daily motivation by Mind Body Green. You can visit her website at playwiththeworld.com and you can also follow her inspiration on her social media, which is at Shannon Kaiser Writes. Shannon, welcome to Emotional Detox. Hi, it's so good to be here with you today. I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, good. I'm so glad to have you. And I love hearing and listening to your work and all that you're creating in the world. So Shannon, let's talk about self-love first. That was your first book. That was number one. And I want to know what you've learned about self-love. Well, truly self-love is the foundation for everything. It is the foundation for fulfillment. It's the foundation for joy. What I found and how I found self-love was actually a very different approach. I found self-love through accepting and loving my body. And I needed to learn how to love my body, no matter what size it was, as a plus-size woman in a world that really, my whole entire life, it was like this battle to try to fit into a body that wasn't the way I was made. And so this process became about really learning how to accept the way we are. But even if you look at what we're going on in the world right now, if you look at every single situation out in the world, the foundation of moving through any difficult time or turbulent time is self-love. And I think we have a time right now to really look at our own habits and look at our own self-love is not just about saying, okay, I love myself or self-care. I'm going to you know, do my yoga and my green juice. Like That's all really good. But self-love is compassion for yourself. And that extends out to others. When you truly show up for yourself and love yourself, you're so much more kind and accepting to others. And there's a lot of blame and there's a lot of shame and stuff going on in the world right now. And there's a lot of fear. 
And self-love really does help take care of that. Yeah, you bring up such a good point because so many of us do it backwards. I mean, we think, oh, gee, you know, maybe maybe we weren't very nice to someone or maybe we were a little snippy with our loved ones. Hey, we're all been in quarantine, right? So we've all been, maybe we're getting a little sick of each other. <laughs> I need a little space, right? Because we're, we're looking at bigger houses online. And I'm like, we're getting a bigger house, okay? <laughs> it's going to end. We're not buying a bigger house because we feel cramped. But you bring us such a good point that if we want to feel more connected with others, it actually begins with being more compassionate with ourselves. Yeah, it has to start there. And you know, when we are more compassionate with ourselves, especially right now, I've been hearing from a lot of people that they're feeling guilty for overeating or they're feeling shame for not being as productive or they're not writing the best-selling novel right now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And so what happens, especially for women, especially for empaths, people who have big hearts, people who mothers, we put that on ourselves, And that is the opposite of self-love. So self-love shows up and says, I'm doing the best I can for today. And that's enough. And you start to move through each day with this and you take off the guilt and the shame and you realize that things can actually be more pleasant. You bring up body image. So let's go there because I think this is an important topic. I have a lot of clients that maybe don't start and see me for that reason, but it comes up along the way. Tell us more about that. How did you move into that self-acceptance piece. I think that's so important. It's interesting because I used to be a triathlete and I was an athlete in high school and I would run half marathons and I was very, very active. And then I went through a depression. I actually was diagnosed with clinical depression. This was about 10 years ago and I was suffering from eating disorders silently. My relationships were really toxic. I was also addicted to drugs silently. And it was a part of me that had kind of I lost myself. And what I realized, as Jim Carrey says with anyone, his quote about depression is an avatar that we're tired of playing that character we once were. And I realized that most of my depression, my anxiety, my eating disorders was because I had lost who I was, but also was trying to be what the world said I should be. And the world, we live in a world that really praises skinny. And we live in a world that really praises a certain type of look, not just skinny, So if you fall outside of what the world's telling you, you should, even if it's not just skinny, the hair color or the way that you kind of, you know, live your life, you feel off and you feel like something's wrong with you. Mm. What it's really about is stop giving our power away to the world. Stop telling them who and what we should be. And I realized that my depression, I healed myself by going inward and saying, well, wait a second, The, the, the person the world tells me to be is not who I really am. So who am I really? And I am love. I am light. I am a person who has a lot of muscle on her body. I'm a person who loves being active. I take care of myself. And I started to realize that even though I weighed more than I had before, I was healthier and happier than I had ever been. And so it really had nothing to do with the weight in my body because the world tells you if you lose weight, then you'll be happy. If you find your soulmate, it's always that next thing. And it totally exhausted me. And that's what turned into my follow-up book, which is called Joy Seeker, which is about accessing joy within and knowing that you are enough as you are. So it's a reconditioning in the mind. And it's about dropping into your heart and saying, no, you know what? I'm enough. I'm beautiful. And I'm amazing as I am. And I so I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm a mother of three daughters, three teenage daughters right now. Never thought that would happen. They are all teenagers and they love that TikTok. I got to tell you. (laughs) 
I still still don't know. I'm like, I haven't been able to get on there. It's definitely for them, the teenagers. (laughs) They love the TikTok and they and they love the dances and this and that but it is about the followers and the oh look mom she's got this many followers and this and that and I'm, I'm constantly as a mother talking to them about that's not real and and remember to take time to follow your heart and things like that what do you say at what point did you have this awareness that stop following how the world wants you to be and start living and being who you are. You made a shift. How did you make that shift? Because you were in depression. Yeah. So there's shifts come, I call them pivotal moments, pivotal moments in our life. And I think we all have them and they come in different forms. And that's the thing about personal growth and self-love. My book is called The Self-Love Experiment because just as a scientist will go into the lab and try to do an experiment, they're looking for a goal, but they're also looking for the things that don't work. And when you find out what doesn't work, you get closer to what works. And if we approach our life and self-love, our self-love journey like this, we start to see that it's all leading us to more of what we really want, which is joy, happiness, and love. So instead of beating ourselves up for something that's not working or the number one thing that really blocks us from feeling love and joy is the outside approval that we're seeking from others. The number one fear for so many people is the fear of not being accepted. We live in a system and a society that like really, really praises fitting in, but none of us are made to fit in. None of us, even the cool kids that have a lot of followers, right? Or even in our author space, like I know in my career, there were moments where even after I wrote the self-love experiment, if other authors had more followers or their social was growing a lot more, it would take me out of myself. And I would say, well, how are they getting more followers? And it wasn't until I started to realize that all of that is an illusion and it has nothing to do with truly who we are, like you just said. And that's something that you have to learn on your own journey, but we can use the tools to get there. And so what I call is the pivotal moments. And I have lots of pivotal moments and each pivotal moment together creates this beautiful awareness and it helps you shift into more peace and more kind of presence. And so now like, it's not about looking outside of myself. And so for, you know, people who are stuck in comparison, what you can also do, as I share in the book, both self-love experiment and joy seeker, you can ask yourself, well, what is it about that other person? So if you see someone who has a lot of followers, what does that represent? It's not so much about the followers, but it's about being recognized for your work. What you really want is to maybe be recognized, or maybe it's wanting to get your work out there to more people in the author space, or maybe your daughters are looking for acceptance. Mm -hmm. And so then you turn it back around and say, well, how can I accept myself? How can I recognize myself? How can I appreciate myself? Instead of how can I get that from the world? Let's show up for myself first. So those moments is kind of turning it around and not shaming yourself for thinking, oh, I want that or ignoring it. You're saying, okay, look further into that. Why is that bothering me? Or why do I want to be like that person? And And then dig a little bit deeper. And I assume that your book gives some tools that you're referring to. I mean, a lot of it is the self-inquiry. And and in all the books and all the teaching that I do, this is a process that you take through. So if you're comparing yourself to others, you can actually say, thank you for showing me what's possible. Thank you for showing me that it's possible to, to have more followers or to be a New York Times bestseller or whatever it is, the goal that you're reaching for. But then you just let everyone be on their own journey. And this is what I talk about, especially in in the joy seeker, that 
as soon as we recognize that every single one of us are on our own journey, we can turn our attention back to us. A lot of us are giving our, our attention away by looking at others and what they're doing. And when we're doing that, we're not creating in our own life. We're feeling shame and guilt. And so it's almost like cutting it off. You energetically like cut it off with sword or something and return back to you and say, okay, the how is in the now. So what can I do right now to get to that ultimate goal that I'm looking for? So true. And it reminds me of a time when I was offered a, it was like a little side job. And I was talking to a woman named Cindy. She was my mentor for years. We co-taught together for years and I learned so much from her. I was like, what do I do? What do I do about this job kind of thing? And she's like, well, are you afraid that if you don't take the job, you're not going to get another opportunity? And I was like, well, sort of, yeah. That was a moment where it was like an aha moment, like, wow, I'm making decisions based on the, the thought that I might not get this again. And I ended up not taking the job and it was the most freeing experience. And that's what I, I'm reminding of, thinking of as you're describing, starting to live the world according to you. And that, that means it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, you know what? My plate is a bit full right now. <laughs> And it's not that you can't be involved, but maybe, you know, I could help you in a couple months or I'm imagining these are the kinds of tools that you also share with people that we don't have to be what other people want us to be. That's exactly it. We want to really get in touch with who we really are. And when you get to that place, it is exactly what you said. It's freedom. And that's ultimately what we want. It's freedom because you get to be who you are and all your gorgeous glory. So really boundaries is one of the biggest parts of that. And yes, I, I think in the enjoy seeker, there's a whole section about, you know, and saying no and being totally okay with that. And there's also a part about overgiving. And a lot of times we don't even realize that we're overgiving past our yeah. capacity. Yeah. And that's why we don't have time for the things I, I hear so much in my coaching practice. Uh, people come to me and they're like, I want to write my book or I want to start my own side business, but I have no time. And then we start to look at it and what they're doing is extending themselves to everything else. And at the end of the day, they're exhausted. Well, of course we're exhausted. One, because we're not fueling our own life with the things that bring us the most joy. Yeah. You know, people who love what they do, they, they yeah. tend to work a lot more because they don't feel like they're working. Exactly. It's true. It charges you up. It's like a battery. But sometimes, of course, you know, you need your downtime. Of course. Doing what you love. So really what this all comes back down to is permission. Permission to be who you are, permission to follow your passion, permission to not feel guilty for showing up in the world, permission to just shine your light is really what you do. And when you do that, it's it's so freeing. I often say we always have enough time, money, and energy for what's truly most important to us. If it's really important, then you will make time for it. You'll find the money. And if it's not, then stop making the excuses. Really, it's all about the choices we're making. So true. And I love your word, permission. And speaking of permission, Shannon, I want the audience to know about what you gave yourself permission to do. (laughs) I love talking about it. And yes, so this is a great segue. And so if you could share a little bit about Joy Seeker. Joy Seeker is a book that I wrote through, and it started 
in one of the darkest times of my life because I was suffering the loss of my golden retriever dog, who was my best friend. I adopted him when I was diagnosed with depression. With him in my life, I found self-love. I, I healed from my addictions and I became anxiety and depression free. So when he passed away, it was the most intense grief that I've ever felt because I realized who am I without this thing that brought me joy? Who am I without the love of my life, right? It's a dog, but you the special bond we have with our kids or with our pets. And as I was doing that through my grief, I started to do research. And one of the studies I came across was the top regrets of the dying. And the number one regret was I wish I would have lived a life true to myself instead of the life others expected of me. And this means that most of us are living our lives for other people. And we get to the end of our life and we realize, wow we did not show up for ourselves and we didn't allow ourselves to be happy. So with that in mind, I said, well, wait a second. What have I always wanted to do that I have not given myself permission to do? <laughs> That's the key word, right? Yes. My inner voice said, travel the world for a full year. Let your person coach and speak in other countries for a full year. And at first I was like, well, why am I not doing that? Now I really can do that. And I've created a life to allow me to live that type of life. And so I set out a year and a half ago to travel for a full year. And I worked from 28 different cities and added up all the countries that I've been to. It's been over 52 countries. <laughs> it's the most miraculous experience because in my heart of hearts, I wanted to see the world. I have this website that's called Play With The World, but it's not a travel website. It's about being inspired by the world, connecting with people, allowing yourself to be yeah, in the world. Well. So 52 countries. Yeah. <laughs> in one year or a year and a half? Um, so in the, in the year that I traveled, I had traveled to about um, 15 countries before that. So, oh, was, okay. so, so that was kind of before, because this was in my late 30s when I took this trip. Okay. And so it was um, a total 52 in my life. But while I was traveling for that year, it was 28 different cities and it was across Europe, North America, Central America and Southeast Asia. And this is before Joy Seeker came out, correct? It's interesting because I had another book that I was writing with a, and I had the full proposal when I talked to my agent, our agent, Steve, who's amazing. Yeah. And I remember I was already on this trip. I was in Portugal at the time. He said, okay, kiddo, I'm ready to send this out. Are you ready? And it's like my inner voice just stopped him. It was like, that was the day he was going to push send to that other book. Yeah. And it was already halfway written. And I said, you know, I think I have this other book. I'm, I'm traveling right now. And I think it's called Joy Seeker, the Joy Seeker Project. He's like, okay, write your proposal. Let's do it. And it happened so fast. Within one week, the proposal was done. Within two weeks, no way. We had like this early advance grab. It was the most beautiful thing. And then, so while I was traveling, I got to write the book. And the book is not at all about a travel memoir. It is about letting go of what's holding us back from living the life we're made for. That dream to travel the world for a full entire year was the biggest dream in my heart of hearts for over two decades. So why was I not allowing myself to live? that. And it became an inner process, even though I was traveling in the world, it became an inner process of showing up more fully in the world. It was beautiful. And it turned into a book yeah. about the world. That yeah. is amazing. And well, of course, I'm also, my jaw is dropping that you wrote a proposal in one week. <laughs> I don't even know. How, that's what people, when things are right, they happen. That, that is amazing. That's when you know you're, you're on target. And the fact yeah. that you're willing to let go of the other book that you were writing, that's mm -hmm looks like guys to follow your heart, right? Yeah. That's what it looks like. And yeah. you might just start something and then completely say, no, I'm not going that route. And now I'm going this and here it is. And it just pops into your mind. 
and there you are in the middle of your journey. And that's, that's amazing. I had no idea I was going to turn into a book, but it needed to be a book because that's how I process. And that's how I tend to teach myself as well. I put the lessons into a book, turn it out, go, goes out into the world. But the most beautiful part of that is there is a part in Joy Seeker where I talk about what is it you've always wanted to do in your heart of hearts. And so really this book and this journey is about being who we're meant to be in this world and letting go of what the world says we should be. But then you will get to a place where maybe you are pursuing that dream. And you have to be honest and recognize, is this dream still serving me? Because we always outgrow what we once needed to grow into. And if we're holding on, like, you know, maybe it's a certain type of, um, maybe it's where you're living. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's the job you're in now. And we're so used to it. And I think it's important to reflect that while we are going through this worldwide event, and many of us are in quarantine and we're in a place where we're isolated, this is a time where we really can go into ourselves and ask, well, was what I was doing really serving me? Was it fulfilling? What do I want to create now? What is possible for my life? Who do I want to be in this world? And these are the questions we can ask ourselves all the time. Right. And if you are going back to your previous job, you know, that that's how I wrote my first book. My my first, very first book I, pub- I self-published is called Powered by Me. And it was really about me taking a leave of absence from my job. And I mentioned this because we're in the middle of the pandemic and not everybody's going to switch careers. When I wrote that book, I was in mind was okay, when I go back, because I really believed I was going back to my position after the leave of absence, how's it going to be different? How am I going to do this job differently? Because it can't continue the way it was because I was on the treadmill to burnout. And I knew that because I was experiencing symptoms like yourself, depression, and actually my levels, liver levels were off. And I thought, I am in my 20s. (laughs) I think I was in my early 30s at that point. This is not okay. Test results like this, this young, right? And and so many people. So those of you that are listening, it doesn't have to be a new career. It could be, how do I want this to look when I do return to my job? It might work differently. You might think differently. You might behave differently. So that's great. But really, I imagine the self-love experiment. I can see why you wrote that book first. Yes. Yeah. And how that led to the next book. That's exactly it. And that's exactly it because each book that I've written has led to the book. There's always like a section in it that kind of you learn. And so once you feel and really, really have that self-love, it then becomes about authentic living. It becomes about showing up more fully in life, being unapologetic about who you are and what you want to experience. And that's where Joy Seeker comes in. And and I think think where people get confused, Shannon, you might find this as well, is they confuse self-love with self-improvement. I've heard that a lot, actually. And self-improvement is a form of self-love when we're dedicated to showing up and improving ourselves. But it's not a place of shame or I, I should, I hear this a lot in the community of personal development. I should be doing this. I know the tools. And then we start shaming ourselves. That's not self-love at all. So yeah. is about how you talk to yourself, how you show up for yourself. And it's really about a compassion, being your own friend. What I often hear and oh, one like of the apps. Yeah. One of, one of the blocks to self-love is that we think it's selfish or who am I to show up for myself when other people are suffering or when my family needs me. That's really the opposite of what we're trying to do. Self-love fuels you. It gives you more energy and it helps you be more compassionate 
and show up more fully for others. So it's actually once your love tank is full, you have so much more bigger service to your family, to your community, to the world. So I have to ask you, so I was, I was talking about you the other night at dinner, I, because of my daughters, I'm always sharing, I said, you know, I was talking to this author today and she traveled, you know, and I'm telling him about you and how you felt, followed your heart. And I'm always encouraging the girls, follow your heart. Don't listen to society. Like you gotta have this degree or do that. Just do what is in your heart. And so I shared that. So my 17 year old said, Okay, well, that must mean she has a lot of money. That's so how funny. she got to do that. And I said, I don't know, Mich- you know, Michaela. And she's like, so how would you answer that? Because I'm hearing like audience members saying, well, that's, so, that's great for her that she got to travel the world. But how would you answer that? Yeah, and I hear that a lot. Even when Joyce... You? Girl, <laughs> you know, I hear that a lot. And when Joy Seeker came out, it's really funny too, because there's a first section in the very front that's like, what's in your heart of hearts? In in my heart, it's to travel the world. And then all of the things like, well, I'm married and I have kids and you are single. And and the truth is, as far as it goes, I live a very modest life. I'm pretty much a minimalist. I'm an author. I make a great living as an author, but I'm by no means a millionaire. I'm very um, smart with my money. But the truth is I didn't have a lot of money and savings at all. But the type of life that I have created, I left corporate 10 years ago to be my own boss, to have the freedom to work from anywhere as a coach, as a speaker, and a writer. I literally work from my laptop. And I thought, well, why can't I take my business and work from anywhere? And go, lo and behold, when I set out on that journey, when I left, I left, it was about March 11th. Yeah. And I, and I went. And so I was only three months into the year. Yeah. Each month that I traveled, I made more money than I have ever made in the previous eight years of my career. I this week, it was still the most successful year I have ever had in my business. And I truly believe because I was living so fully from my heart, diving so deep into trust and just saying, okay, universe, I'm doing it. I trust you. Let's go. And every month my coaching grew and it's because I was vibing at that full soul level of authenticity. I was literally teaching what I was sharing, you know, and I was saying, just go for it. And so it's further proof that all these, and I talk about that joy seeker, the things that block us from believing, well, I need more money. Yes. Single or yes. whatever it may be. Yeah. That's not all what we're saying. What we're saying is no, you take the step. And when you take the step, the universe comes in and rewards you because you're living from your heart and you're living in such an authentic place. I love it. I'm really glad I asked that question. No, I am too. I had no idea what the answer was. And I think it's important for people to, to hear that, especially people who are worried about money. When you take the time and, and her books, your books, you have, you, be, you suggest they begin with a self-love experiment. Do you, what, what do you suggest for people who are feeling like, okay, I get it. I need to love myself more and I'm hearing her and I'm, I'm resonating with everything she's saying. Where do I begin? Yeah, I think that's a very, I mean, you can definitely go to my website, playwiththeworld.com and I have free resources, meditations, journal prompts, releasing weekly blogs. So there's lots of information. Everything is about awakening you to your true self and connecting with yourself. 
And as you do that, you start to live a more fulfilled, balanced, and peaceful life. If you're struggling with self-acceptance and you feel that you have a lot of shame and guilt and you're not able to put yourself first, The Self-Love Experiment is a beautiful book for that. I talk about how I found self-love through body body love by accepting my body. And I found that book, even people who are pretty comfortable with their body, they say, well, I was an alcoholic and this book helped me through that because we all have a way through self-love. And so it could be the addictions that show up in our life. It could be a body dysmorphia. It could be actually a relationship. So if you take that lens through it, we realize that self-love is a very individual journey, but there are a lot of tools in there meditations, journal prompts, because that's how I like to learn as well. And then of course, if you're feeling pretty grounded, but you're just looking for more joy and more passion in your life, and you're just feeling a little bored, if you're feeling kind of stuck, and most importantly, if you're feeling like, I know, I know there's, I was made for more. I I know I was, but maybe I don't know what more is. Then uh, maybe you do know what more is, but you're just like, you don't have the money or all those things we talked about. That's where Joy Seeker comes. Okay. So you heard her, guys. She go to playwiththeworld.com and check out all her resources there. And do you give classes and are you still coaching individually? Okay. Exactly. You can just go to work with me. I have different programs. I do an author mentorship where I help people with their dreams, writing their books. Oh, that's good to know. So rewarding. I love it. And then there's oh. also business mentorship where I help people who are maybe in a corporate job or they're just starting a side business, but they see themselves really growing that passion. And then of course the life coaching, which is empowerment coaching. I help people with self-love and really accessing joy for themselves and their loved ones. She has a lot of resources and I hope you're inspired. I know you're inspired because it doesn't get much better than that really, Shannon. You're such beautiful message of self-love today. And I hope that people go and check out your work. So that's all we have for today, guys. Thank you for for coming. And I just want to remind my audience, as always, that your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.